Hey, welcome back, everyone. You are joining the lovely host of She Works. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm in the studio today with... Hey, this is Akima. You can follow me at Princess Akima on all social media platforms. Hey, everybody. This is Meg. You can find me on Facebook at Meg Cohen or Instagram at Meg underscore 1913. And you guys know you can always follow me. I am at Nita Works on Twitter. I'm going to say it every week until my numbers come up. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to give a quick shout out to, um, you know, the Divinimus Media culture and those who follow us and follow all of our podcasts. We have a very brand new Patreon subscriber. Woohoo! Yes. Thank you. So you guys know what that means is that um, we have people willing to donate into what we're doing on a monthly basis, a little small monetary amount um, that'll really help kind of offset some of the production costs and equipment costs so we're really excited about that so go Thank ahead and you. check us out guys on divemedia.co divemedia.co you can check us out at dive divinimus media on platforms as well all our social media platforms um so today we want to just kind of come to this table because you know we all have a seat at the table right yes ma'am we want to talk about this notion that, i mean listen parents this this one is for you parents let me yep. just you pull up your seat pull up a pour a glass of wine <laughs> or, or whatever your beverage of choice is <laughs> Because we really, we really want to break down this notion, all this distance learning, all this remote learning, online learning, you know, people saying, oh, everyone's being homeschooled now. And I just really wanted to kind of dissect that because, mm -hmm. you know, as we kind of talked in our little pre-meeting that parents are really frustrated to high heavens. Yes. With, with COVID-19 and, you know, definitely, um, you know, want to pray for those and just kind of keep those in our thoughts and prayers who have lost someone to COVID-19 yes. or currently battling um, the COVID-19 mm -hmm. virus. This thing is, is pretty ugly. It's no joke. But all of the repercussions of what this virus has caused yes. with the shutdowns yes. of schools and, you know, um, canceling graduations and things like mm. that. So mm -hmm. our education system right now is like really, really struggling. So I just want to know from you guys, what have you been hearing from some of your friends who have children that are, you know, in public, private or charter schools? How are they really handling these distance remote, you know, platforms and classrooms? Um, Akima, what, what do you, what do you have? What, 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 what have people been telling you? <laughs> Every parent I have talked to, they are losing their minds. I, I have not actually heard from a parent who is feeling confident or comfortable or loving any of this. Most of them feel like a lot of the work has been busy work. Mm -hmm. They can't keep up with it. Having like, oh, come back by the school this week and come pick up your, the next packet and all this paper and you have to scan it in and mm -hmm. get it all done. Like it just sounds so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I mean, and it should be right. I mean, these parents were not the primary educator for their children, nor were the schools really in a place to be prepared on how to execute what this distance learning would look like. Sure. And so I think for K through 12, it's mayhem and it's mm -hmm. very chaotic, <laughs> if I'm just honest. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just on the sidelines looking at people like, mm. Mm. right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Truly, truly. I, um, the same thing, Akima, I have a lot of friends who have, children that are in the K through 12 age group and they're like, Hey, listen, Hey, listen, Linda, Linda, listen, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, <laughs> they are like, y'all are suspended. 
schools closed for the day. <laughs> We're on spring break. I'm writing up a referral. I'm sending you out of class. Like they're just like, I, I, I can't, I can't. And some of them are still working full time. So it's trying to work mm, a full time job. That's a whole nother. Right. Educate their children full time. Some, you know, maybe one parent or the other is out of the home during the day. It's just a lot. And I've just seen a lot of memes where parents are like taping their children to the floor, <laughs> <laughs> like taping their mouths shut, like locking them in room. Like it's just, it's hilarious because it will, excuse me, let me, let me not say it's hilarious. I don't want to uh, CPS. Um. <laughs> um, the memes are hilarious, but I know that people out there are really struggling. Some people may be getting the hang of it. Um, but I have even heard, Shanita, I think you said this too, even moms who homeschool their children every day anyway are like, but this is still a lot. Because, it, is, it really is still a lot. Yes. <laughs> because they're saying, you know, at home, at least you like homeschooling. It's not just always in the home is what a lot of friends are saying. You get to go out, you right. know, you get to explore, you get to whatever. And then you get weekends off, but you're always in the home constantly. So you're at school all the time. You're at home all the time. You're at work all the time. Everything is the same cesspool of stuff <laughs> that people are just trying it's to. One big blur through. of the home. Yeah, just one big. Exactly. So people are like, yeah, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. People are definitely fed up. Mm-hmm. And the reason why those memes are resonating is because, like, in the back of somebody's head, it's like, could I take them to the floor and like still try to get on my <laughs> Why Zoom take call Zoom with call? my boss? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I saw, the, I think the funniest one, well, maybe not the funniest, but one that I really was like, you know what? This is true. It said that um, if you're worried about your kids having too much screen time just because you can't manage it all, turn the captions on. And so now they're reading. <laughs> so now that's your language arts for the day. I hollered I love laughing it. when mm-hmm. I saw that. I love it. But I think the memes are, you know, a way to kind of just let people know, like, you're not in this alone. We are all in this thing together. We are all in these quarantine streets together. We are all yes. rocking these masks. Can't hardly breathe. About to pass out in the grocery right. store. I hate the mask. Let Sorry. me tell you, my daughter... <laughs> My daughter, who's very creative and, and artistic, she painted her mask, right? Because oh, wow. all, all the masks are white. So it's like, well, whose mask is this? Well, I don't want to be breathing your bacteria air if it's not my mask. So <laughs> she colored her mask. She made it a beautiful rainbow color um, to symbolize God's promise, you know, I that he would never that. destroy the earth um, by flood again. And so very creative. But what she didn't realize is that the the acrylic paint actually blocks the porousness of you being able to breathe in the mask. And so I grabbed her mask by mistake and went somewhere and almost passed out because I couldn't oh. breathe. It was no air. There was no air coming in the mask or going out the mask. And so but you still had to keep it on, though. But I still had to keep it on, though. You know, or risk Look getting a fine or getting arrested or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we are. We're really... I mean, it was, I was and with allergies and your nose is clogged up. Right. It, it's just been a lot. Y'all remember Harlem nights when that man was locked in that thing and they were like, take a little <laughs> sip of air. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I, I don't even know if that little sip of air was coming through because it was, I mean, it really, it was, yeah. Anyway, so I digress, but you know, my <laughs> point in bringing those up is that, you know, a lot of us, you know, whether you have kids or not, or married or not, or you working or you, you know, got laid off, we all are having these issues, these struggles. And so, yeah. You know, talking about um you know parents who are still having to work full time and focus on work so that they can keep food on the table and pay the bills um you know it's great that they're rolling out stimulus checks you know some people everybody didn't get stimulus checks everybody didn't get it 
I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I did not get stimulated no, either. Neither. I was not stimulated. <laughs> Everybody so. gets stimulus checks. And then we were hearing about the um, some people who were given stimulus checks, but it got eaten up by back child support. And so, I mean, it's just been <laughs> I a mean, listen. You know, I mean, it's been it's been a lot, guys. It's been a know, lot. The mental health of parents right now yes. with all this school is just another added pressure. So right. but the reason why I really wanted to dissect and delve into this topic today is because, yeah, we are a homeschool family. Many of our listeners know that. And, you know, and as, as I've said in a few previous episodes, I didn't think that it would affect us because we are already home. But with our co-ops right. being canceled and we can't go to the park and we can't, you know, burn off steam. My five year old is driving everybody up the wall, you know, <laughs> just every two seconds. Can you play? Can we do this? Can we do this? And you're still trying to work. Right. You're still trying right. to do things remotely. Um, but I wanted to make it clear that distance learning and remote learning is not the same as homeschool education. It is Let's not talk the same. about it. It's not right. the same as a home educating parent, <laughs> home educating family. I am the H N I C here. I Correct. will choose the curriculum. You I will are ass- Joe Clark. I am Joe Clark. I will assign <laughs> the assignments. I will build curriculum based on their needs. I will tailor make. Um, you know, tailor make their curriculum based on their learning styles and how they learn best. And there's, there's no, I mean, I check in with the county, we do a portfolio review to, you know, make sure that, you know, we're doing providing consistent and regular education as stated Mm -hmm. by Comar. And what I did not really appreciate is everything being lumped into homeschool. So now they're calling all of these families now homeschool families, right? When really, they need to kind of make that distinction between distance and remote learning, because I'm not having to struggle with Google classrooms. I'm not having to struggle with zoom platforms. Right. I'm not picking up work packets and trying to scan them in and making sure I get them submitted on time. And I'm, I'm not doing any of that. So one and one here is not two here. (laughs) You know, but when we talk about distance learning, and I don't even think people really understand the difference between what distance learning is versus remote learning. And so when we talk about distance learning and online learning, you know, we're talking about these video conferences, you know, I know Akima, you were in grad school this previous semester. Kudos to Mm -hmm. you. I'm sure you finished strong. Yes. <laughs> I, I had no choice. Nobody would let me quit. I've been trying to quit. That nobody's letting me quit. Don't quit. But I know you were taking some kind of hybrid courses, right? But, you know, distance learning has more to do like with your geographic location. So, you know, your teacher is mm-hmm. probably somewhere a little close, you know, maybe not off in Afghanistan teaching, but here. <laughs> but when you talk about re- remote learning, remote learning is very different because you have an instructor who separated from the learner, who separated from the information by all kind of time, distance, right. geographic location. So that professor can be in Alaska and you're mm-hmm. here in the DMV. So that's the mm-hmm. difference between distance and remote learning. Um, but I wanted to also point out is that online learning of any style will never replace in-classroom teachers. Right. Never, Sorry, never, and that never, transcends never. going beyond like the K through 12. And I think the other piece too, Shanita, what you're saying is that choice was taken out of this, you know, yeah, for parents. Yeah, for parents who say, hey, we are choosing to homeschool. There are certain things that you set in place. And even as you're 
ironing out those kinks. It's mm-hmm. still this piece of we chose to yeah. do this. We know what versus, we got ourselves into. Mm-hmm. Versus being thrust into something. Mm-hmm. Um, even for adult learners who may choose to do online remote learning because it's convenient for their schedule versus someone who says, hey, I can't learn that way. I need to be in the classroom. I think choice has been taken out. And it's like this. And, and we know Meg used the word cesspool earlier. Which, <laughs> Such a course, perfect description. I know, but it also made me think about the coronavirus. And I was right, like, yeah. oh, <laughs> cesspool. Coronavirus! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that the conversation that's not happening, and maybe, you know, we'll, we'll add our two cents to it, is just like how choice has been taken away from these families mm-hmm. and how they're having to learn to cope. Because I would say not being a homeschooling parent or family, but when you have that choice, you can kind of direct what you want to teach, how you want to roll it out, when that's going to be due you know, within that time frame. versus again, I'm looking at some of these packets that parents are getting and it's like, you have the next five days between your workday, eating, laundry, cleaning, anything else to get all of this done based upon the um, you know, direction of the school districts, not mm-hmm. talking about school districts, but it's like, one component has been thrust on and given to these parents, but not taking into consideration all the other things that, hey, I have them in school with you mm-hmm. during the day so that I can function and do these other things that haven't stopped. And so what are we, what are we doing right now? And I don't have the answer to that question, right. but I, yeah. Right. And, you know, I think, too, I agree that there's a complete difference between distance learning and homeschool. So most home, well, the homeschool programs that I know of, it's set up to make your home the school. So everything is included. It's a program that's been built. Um, they understand the dynamics of school, what's needed, all the above, not only for the kids, but for the parents or whomever the teacher is going to be um, to be successful in teaching the children in the home, making the home the school. But with remote learning or with distance learning, it's completely different. Um, your home and the person who's in your home is not prepared to be the teacher and the guidance counselor and the social worker and the principal. Right. Like you said, Akima, there was no way to prepare for this. We're all kind of just building this plane in flight. But I think that I think that there's a complete difference. Um, and the complete difference is the infrastructure of, of, of how it's all set up. And you've got parents, I mean, no offense, who don't know how to do middle school math or, you know, they're not smarter than the fifth grader. And I will be the first to raise my <laughs> hand and say that I'm not. I would not. I don't understand this new math. What do they call it? Core? Something? Common I don't know. Core. Common core math. I have zero hashtag, idea. Ca- hashtag carry the one. Y'all know what hashtag that carry hashtag the one. Carry the one. <laughs> like I still count on my fingers. Like I, cause I just, I just can't. And so I, if I had a child right now, I would be like, baby, listen, we're just, we're just going to try to figure this out. You're going to have to Google it and figure it out. Cause mommy doesn't know. Right. And so I, I do, um, you know, my heart goes out to parents who are having to do it because they're having to give kids packets. You know, and like you said, Shanita, it doesn't, like kids who have different learning styles, you know, these packets, they don't, there's nothing they can do about the learning style of a child. You either complete the work or you don't. And so if you have a kinesthetic learner who's just used to moving and doing and learning through, you know, putting their hands to it, they can't do that because they're doing packets. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a challenge. It's definitely different. Um, and I guess, depending on the school system you're in, there's not a whole lot of support for the parents. Like I live in a small 
Sorry, Kima, I just keep talking and you want to jump in. <laughs> I live in a small, I didn't think I'd be dispassionate about it, but you know, I live in a small little area in a rural area. So the school systems are small. And so there's not, there's, there's just not enough people to go around to help all the parents who need the help. So, um, yeah, but definitely, definitely a huge difference. Um, and I really, like I said, everybody's in my thoughts and prayers and I can't even be on my aunt Maggie duty and help. Like I can't even like, send them to me and I'll help while y'all at work. Cause ain't nobody coming in here with no Rona outside. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody. Y'all not coming in here. I love y'all, but y'all not coming in here. Yeah. Now I was thinking Meg, when you were talking about the different types of learners and I talked with a friend um, earlier this week, she and her husband, they have two children, but their daughter um, actually is dyslexic. And mm. so in the school system, you know, she would have, you know, aids, smaller classrooms, lots of dedicated learning. Mm -hmm. And so that student is now home with a parent who has not, again, has not been the primary um, educator. And right. she with like, a work packet. With a work with packet. A work with a work packet. With a packet. And she says she can't leave her because every single word on the paper she has to sit. So she said it's taking them over six hours wow. every day to get through the schoolwork for that day. And wow. so her whole household is like at halt, like tending to her husband, to her business affairs, to her other older child mm -hmm. just to get through this. And so she said she had to fight with the school <laughs> system. So a lot of advocacy, you know, having to be that parent. And I think, you know, shout out to parents who are parents of what we would consider special need children, Absolutely. you know, always fighting for their children, always advocating on behalf. And so she said she had to fight. And in this whole, um, you know, jumping into these Google classrooms and such, she has actually requested and was given the opportunity to have some one-on-one -on -one time Good. for her daughter Good for her. Good for her. Mm -hmm. in that environment. So not yeah. saying out names, but hopefully when she hears this, shout out to you and your advocacy for your child. Yeah. But that's just another conversation that's not happening so when you said that, i just wanted to bring it up because i was so inspired by her as a parent to be like no i still had to fight for this because yeah. she still needs to get the quality education and again the school systems weren't prepared so this is not a thing mm -hmm. to dog them no, out no 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 right? not at all yeah no and not i think all. you know and i i will give it up to you know the county in which we are in because i think that they are really doing the best that they can and i think they're mm -hmm. doing a phenomenal job at trying to keep all of the parents and the students informed. We have mm -hmm. had several town um, town hall conference calls to just kind of, you know, stay on the same page. Kids are asking about when is graduation or what, are we going to do prom, mm -hmm. um, you know, SATs and things have been suspended. And one of the things that our district is doing is that for the fourth quarter, the grades are just pass fail. They're yeah. not going to be letter grades. Yeah. And so your cumulative GPA will be based on those three, um, previous quarters that were um, already completed right prior to the corona, you know, um, coming up on the scene. So, yeah, it was a good teachable moment for one of my friend's daughters. And I was telling her, this is why you don't procrastinate, because I bet you some students were trying to just bank on that fourth quarter. I'm gonna bring my yep. grades up. I'm gonna bring True. them. No, not anymore. But, right. um, you know, when you guys were talking about the special needs students and, you know, kids who have IEPs and different things are not getting, you know, right. as consistent. I was also thinking I have a friend of mine who has um, children in the Montessori programs at school okay. that are very okay. hands-on, that are not very packet-oriented. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, every time I talk with her, you know, she's like, I have 
have to do this. I'm buying this. You know, she has to keep him busy because he's his learning style has gotten used to mm-hmm. hands on. So they have to be in the yard making forts or, you know, building, you know, basketball hoops or just whatever right. it is to kind of keep them engaged because the sitting with the remote packet, I mean, a distance learning packet is not holding his attention. He's not learning yeah. that way. So that brings yeah. me to another question. Um, what do you guys think about the education? Um, I've seen a lot of articles out here, particularly you guys have probably seen um, the article written by um, the professor at Harvard University that's trying mm-hmm. to have a anti-homeschooling, you know, conference and then don't invite no homeschoolers. I was like, y'all miss me with this. <laughs> but, you know, and then I saw another article um, in the good old Washington Post that was talking about how this, uh, it's going to be a generation of uh, setbacks with all this distance learning, um, remote learning. Do you guys think that this way of learning is effective? Uh, well, um, they go that side again. They go that, right. they go that deep side. <laughs> you know, it's about side. to get real. Exactly. So let me say this. I am not a parent of natural children, um, and, but I am a former teacher and a former educator. So, you know, I guess my take on it is not from the take of a parent, but definitely from the take of someone who has educated people's children before and someone who has done distance learning. I took classes um, last summer online um, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, I mean, cause literally like, you know, the last time I did work and saved it, like I'm dating myself. We saved it on floppy disks. Y'all oh, remember that? <laughs> oh, you a woman of a certain age. A certain age, right? <laughs> like, y'all just go ahead and Google what that is, y'all. Google floppy disk. And then they introduced this whole flash drive thing. I was like, what is this? So the last time I had to submit work to a teacher, I saved it on floppy disk and flash, dri- not, flash drive. Not in the cloud, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I didn't know what a cloud was back then. So this whole new, like you, basically you're teaching yourself. Like we're presenting the work. We're presenting the concepts. You go study it and then write a paper on it or whatever, or do a discussion post on it. I was just like, okay, I'm not feeling this. Um, I personally, it's my personal opinion. I'm not saying that distance learning isn't effective to some degree. And I definitely think that millennials and, you know, the younger generations may disagree with that. But personally speaking, understanding the role of human behavior and relationship and connections and all of that, I think that the most effective way to learn is to have that one-on-one contact with a teacher um, right then and there up front. Um, and I, I definitely think that not being able to have that is probably going to cause some setbacks. It really is because, you know, students are expected to teach themselves or parents are expected to teach students things they don't know about themselves. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just raise your hand and ask a question or stay after school. You can't do that. Um, and so I do. I think I think it's going to cause some gaps in, you know, in what kids are able to learn and experience. I do. I really do. Yeah, I, I feel like what what allows someone to learn in that environment, you know, online, on the computer, is that you have to have a basis of what's being taught to you. Mm-hmm. So going beyond this K through 12, you know, being in grad school, I have been able to ace classes in advanced nutrition and stress management. And mm-hmm. anybody who knows me knows I've been complaining about this anatomy class because I didn't have a strong foundation going into it. And I didn't have to because it was the base class. It was the right. first graduate class in anatomy. And I struggled all semester trying to self 
teach. And yeah. that is what those environments are. And I mean, even the best online teacher is still recording something and dropping it into some online classroom where there's like an online chat for all the questions. Yep. And that's like 5,000 questions in one stream that just goes down and yes. everyone has to submit. And if you've taken an online class, you already know the post discussions are cuckoo. Yeah. You have to respond to two of your classmates with yep. information. They should be with at least 250 words. 250 words. Yeah, Come on. on. Right. And you're just like, this is the most superficial, yes, like nonsensical thing ever. And so, and I know that they have all kinds of degree programs for people who are trying to sharpen this. But again, I think the way for success in those environments is that you need to have a basis. And I feel like that Absolutely. basis can get taught again, as you said, Megan, that one-on-one. -on -one. So no, I'm not. And even though I am one who is taking a taking coursework online, mm -hmm. it's not my, I don't recommend it. And no. I just couldn't imagine being a child trying to, trying to do this right, right now with or without my parents support. Right. And that's a whole nother conversation because we're acting as if every parent is at home supporting their child that's through true. this. And I'm sorry, there are some raggedy parents out there who don't have the Maybe desire. none of them listen to She Works though. No, maybe no, no. Nobody or Maybe the word isn't raggedy, but I'm sorry. No, some are raggedy. Some are raggedy. Uh, ratchet this, is that um, more of a more up to that the generation as well i that's prefer to say well. maybe less involved right maybe less involved you know i'm gonna bring in the, the she's trying to clean up because we, yeah. didn't want, we don't went left i gotta right. clean up what y'all messed up we gotta right. start this over again <laughs> that's my gospel With these, was that canton spirituals that's a little uh, shout out to you all i gotta clean up what, yes. what I messed up. So let me throw um, in let me throw in this monkey wrench. Let me play devil's advocate here because what Akima, what you're mentioning and what you've talked about is a full complete course, right? Mm -hmm. From start to finish, a whole semester. 15, 30 weeks or however long a semester is. I don't know. It's That's been a too long, long time since I've been out of school. Thirty weeks. Is it thirty weeks? No, girls, like nine, ten. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it feels like a whole three hundred five days. But it so, does. so it feels like thirty weeks. When when you sh when you were sharing about the anatomy class and you know you not having a firm structure, I could see this really causing a problem with this remote learning in this last quarter of the school year. Had this been the first quarter of the school year, Absolutely. when everything is new, but I feel like the other three quarters that the students have had which was the traditional education style, the one-on-one, -on -one, the in, in mm -hmm. the face with the IEPs, doing the Montessori stuff. They had those <laughs> for three quarters. Mm -hmm. So are we really going to say for one quarter out of their, you know, school year, um, I don't know, is a quarter 30 weeks? Maybe a quarter is 30 weeks. I don't know. Something is 30 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe the school year itself is <laughs> almost about 30 weeks. Okay. So, but for a quarter, I just feel like, you know, the learning gap, you think about the summertime, right? So let's just say huh. we a regular school year. All four quarters have been completed. They have the school um, your grades. They've done fine. For three months out of the year in the summer, they ain't learning nothing. They mm -hmm. on Xbox, Switch. So there is True. a little bit of a, I forget what the term they call the summer brain, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like if we can get through the summer brain every year and come mm -hmm. back to a brand new school year, you spend the first kind of month anyway, kind of spiraling and rehashing what mm -hmm. was learned last year to kind of keep things going. So right. I, just, I really don't agree that it's going to be a complete setback because it's a quarter. It's a quarter worth of information. You, you follow what I'm saying? I do you, follow. You are talking as a homeschool involved parent. Okay. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time you, the whole conversation, I have to go back to my to my uninvolved parents because 
what have they been doing for the entire school year? Like, let me see your schoolwork. Let me see your homework. Let me look in your agenda book real quick. Make sure and just check, check, check. I right, and then they're done. That is an, an an involved parent. No, a parent who has been participating in their education. No, but for the parent who's just kind of like your teacher teaches you, and I'm raising you at home. Absolutely, they're still going to struggle for their you know four and a half weeks that they're now responsible because mm-hmm. they have not been taking that on and I'm I don't I don't I, yes I think it's still going to be a struggle for that parent not the homeschool parent and I think what you're saying continues to emphasize the difference in these groups like sure. for you yeah maybe we in the house a little bit more and we would prefer some more fresh air but I've been their educator <laughs> so I'm gonna keep educating them and then tell them to go you upstairs you downstairs and all y'all leave me alone versus I have much. not been their educator <laughs> now I have to be their educator right and maybe their job isn't very technically driven so now I got to go learn google classroom and now I have mm-hmm. to go I mean so I've had parents like I don't even own a scanner how am I supposed to scan this work and get it to them like right. it's it, there's so many things so I think there's the a lot un- of things assumed I think that the, the school districts are. they did a lot of assuming true. and yes. I think they tried to do surveys to see who because I know our district gave out lots of Chromebooks and um to students you really know, to, absolutely you mean electronics I mean electronic Chromebooks to the kids to the kids see. in Prince George's County um to those whose parents responded to the survey they do not have um a dedicated electronic device for them to do school wow shout out to pg county shout out i have parents um that my staff work with whose kids are doing the work on their parents cell phones because they do not have laptops computers or wi-fi wow shout out to pg and i'm sure montgomery county's doing the same thing shout out seriously i, I don't know about that Mo i appreciate county. i can that. only talk about my district i don't know <laughs> i don't know what they're doing over there <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and i live in in baltimore city and i'm sorry i knew activists up here when this all started going down who were trying to collect computers for the kids trying to see who had a hotspot where the kids could come and sit and like link into it i had parents Mm -hmm. who didn't have webcams trying to figure out does anybody have a webcam so my child can be in the classroom and see their teacher and their classmates so you know but again that also speaks to and i know i'm getting a little passionate here but that also speaks to the disparities in our communities that when you're like, oh, we'll just all go home yes. to our computers and our webcams and we're just going to do online learning and it's going right. to be great. And I'm like, pause. I don't even have none of this equipment. Right. And we don't have the tax dollars to fund it. Shout out PG County, but that's not everybody's county, you know. Right, right, and right. So it's like, yeah, that's anywho. You know, so um, let me let me just say this. And Shanita knows I've been saying things like this for years concerning <laughs> her. Let me first say this. Um, oh Lord! She, 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 you, you said, you know, shout out to Shanita for being a homeschool, you know, homeschool mom who's mm-hmm. good at this. I've already told Shanita about her parenting and how <laughs> how elite <laughs> she and her husband. Shout out to Amadi, homeboy from college. Uh, how elite her parenting skills are. Her homeschool, you know, she's definitely you're definitely in an elite category. Which we're gonna talk about that offline about how I think you can for real give back when it comes to that, because you do have a lot of wisdom as far as that's well, concerned. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. Your one-year-old was the only one-year-old I knew who knew his vowels. Remember Jelani? <laughs> <laughs> his vowel sounds and he was one. Yes. yes. So anyway, but so yeah, I definitely think from a homeschool perspective, it's, it's probably different because I would have to say that 
just from some of the things that I've observed from homeschool, you guys learn like it's a holistic type learning. Like there's so yes. much that you guys learn and it's not just educational facts and skills, but you learn about life. So right. it, it, to me, it sounds like it produces a really well-rounded child as far as what they know and understand about the world around them. And so if you stopped for six weeks and didn't, you know, didn't teach any more content, they could probably keep coasting and soaring and you are their mom and you're their teacher. So you probably teaching them, you know, as they go anyway, Hey, go get me a half a cup of that lotion. Uh, <laughs> Amani, you remember what a half a cup is? Bring me, bring me a half a cup of that Dick Greg. Yes, mommy. It's four <laughs> ounces, four ounces. It was half a cup. <laughs> exactly. So she, you're probably already still teaching and still, you know, all that. But these parents who have become not only mom and dad, they have also become primary educator. They, some of them, not all of them, but some of them just don't know how to do it. They don't have, you know, the skill set or they just don't know the information. And so for the kid to be missing an entire 30 week quarter is worth, <laughs> <laughs> worth of. I'm going to find out how much, how many weeks are in a quarter. <laughs> It's usually like nine weeks. Nine no, weeks. Meg, Meg you're absolutely system. right. Because any system that would have had to make this adjustment, let's just pivot for a second. Like what if this was the medical system, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we were going to the doctors for all of our checkups and all of our shots and all of our prescriptions. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I don't go for them, to them for prescriptions, but you know. Right. Can't, I'm just saying. But could you imagine like, okay, now you're mom, dad, you're the primary care physician. You're the pediatrician <laughs> for your kids. And here are some packets. We would look at this like, <gasps> the medical system I can't be their doctor but now we're like parents go be their teachers like yo parents like I hear it I'm like no I think any system that would have put this and had to make this pivot and change would have been just as overwhelming mm -hmm. um but we look at one like oh they can do this like here here's a packet we'll do a little thing on the computer it's like we're gonna walk you through how to put the um IV in so you tap their arm here you get the vein going squeak pump the ball she's so pump. extra y'all she's so no, extra I wish y'all could see me I'm tapping my arm right and you know how they tell you to squeeze and then put your arm could you imagine and then like you just see I feel like in. I feel like all the science and anatomy we studied I feel like I can do it though <laughs> I'm like, come on, come on, children. Y'all right. see blue veins right here. It. I probably could. Right. But Shanita, weren't you giving your own dog her shots at one point? I, I was oh, giving my God. dog her immunization. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was. You were in the refrigerator. I said, Shanita, is this insulin? You were like, no, it's my dog. Like, you got sugar? <laughs> you got the sugar? <laughs> you got that right. sugar diabetes? Oh. But you know, but I I hear I hear what you guys are saying, and and I and I know that I have a skewed perspective just based on how I operate. But I think this is you know I've seen a lot of the memes too about you know the sports have been canceled, you can't shop, the restaurants are closed, more people are eating at home, more people are spending mm -hmm. time in home should be with their families. Sure. Um, and so you know I think this is a good opportunity though to kind of bring people back to your children are your primary responsibility yeah, and, and the school. I mean, and I hope I don't lose my, my few followers here. I was going to say, tread lightly, girl. I'm going to try to tread lightly, <laughs> but you know, no, you don't have to sign up to be a homeschooler because that's not everyone's, you know, desire and calling. And this is not about whether you should homeschool or not. That's my, my family's personal choice. So that's the perspective I typically bring here to the table. Right. Mm -hmm. But well, you, 
everybody has a seat at the table. Everybody so, has a seat, well, whether you distance, <laughs> remote, public, charter, <laughs> Montessori, you dropped out. It don't matter. You got a seat at this table. Exactly. <laughs> but if we go back to, you I'm know. I'm sorry to drop out. <laughs> Listen, they got a place too. Listen. But if we go back to our origins, right? You go back to our biblical times. There was no mm-hmm. school system. There was no institution, Right. There were mm-hmm. things that were taught in the home. And so while I'm not trying to replace homeschooling with traditional schooling, because, you know, you may have to work. You may be a single parent. You may not have the option to homeschool, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But right. I still feel like the school system should only be reinforcing some of the things that are being taught at home. And mm-hmm. I think that's where, you know, we, we should see a turn, people getting a little bit healthier, right? Because ain't but so many restaurants <laughs> serving food right true, now. True, true. Right? So my hope is that this education piece will also kind of make a turn and that parents will actually become a little more involved mm-hmm. in this elementary middle school math. And, you know, they don't they don't have to, to learn differential equations or nothing, right? Mm, but I don't know what that is. <laughs> but just coming back to <laughs> making sure we can, we can do first out of in a last foil y'all remember that right PEMDAS uh, yeah yeah right. I know Pem. I only know that because I didn't sat in on some of your homeschool well lessons. it was please uh-huh. excuse my dear Aunt Sally but now yes, it's PEMDAS I mean, yes. now oh, it's it PEMDAS they've, they've updated it they've changed. updated Ooh, no <laughs> everybody who's listening please let your kids know it's please, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally <laughs> yes it is not no PEMDAS no right. and it's so Toa, I remember that. Yes. Y'all remember Sokotoa? I do that. I do remember those little um, mnemonic devices to help us remember, you know, yep. some of the formulas. But I think that parents, you know, it's a great opportunity to start fresh and know you don't have to be their teacher full time. Hopefully everybody going back to school in the fall. Right. But <laughs> hopefully it'll give parents a little taste of how I can be more involved so that my child doesn't lag behind when school picks back up. So right. do you I think- have a question? OK, oh. well, go ahead and ask your question. And I'm going to ask you about how do you think things are going to be moving forward now with all this Zoom and good Google question. class. Good. I think my que- question. I, I love that question, and I think it'll be a good wrap up. Um, my question is more so for you as a homeschool parent, thinking about how prepared you are for this change in the seasons that we're living in right now. How do you feel being attacked? This kind of coming back and highlighting that heart, that article from Harvard where they were trying to pretty much extinguish and diminish the whole homeschooling. And I know that they may be looking at certain sects of homeschooling, but it's, mm-hmm. it sounded like a very all or none stance. Right. So mm-hmm. considering how prepared you are as a homeschool parent, how do you feel being attacked in that kind of way from Dr. Such and such, you know, with all their, you know, letters behind their name and in front of their name mm-hmm. in order to discredit homeschooling? Well, I mean, personally, I think the article written by, you know, the Harvard professor was just, it was completely ignorant. I mean, Agreed. to to lump all homeschoolers and all homeschooling families in with a, with a small set that maybe were home, deciding to homeschool because they were mistreating their children or there was some abuse or neglect. And the way they can hide it is by not sending them to school because school teachers and administrators are mandated reporters. So if right. they see something, they have to say something by law. So mm-hmm. I understand there's corruption in the world. There's corruption in the medical field. There's corruption in homes. There's corruption in schools. There's yeah. corruption in daycares. Listen, when I was a child protective service worker, I removed nine children my first year and three wow. of them were from home daycares because of inappropriate wow. behavior that was going on so 
But do I say all daycares need to shut down? We need to blow up all the medical fields and, you know, <laughs> facilities? No, exactly. So I think what they should have done is address those particular thing and made it more of a child welfare issue right. in conjunction with child protective services, family services, family preservation. Go after that genre of stuff. And yeah, if you have to mention, well, 5% of these abused families from this jurisdiction were homeschooled. Okay, we can address that because, yeah. no, you know, it, it's it's not homeschool or bust. But to try to lump everybody in here, it's just kind of like you're foolish. And I don't know yeah. if you're doing it for attention or you're just trying to get a buzz for Harvard. You know, maybe mm-hmm. enrollment is dropping. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, whoever knows. <laughs> but one of, the, <laughs> one of the things that I appreciate is that when you are in the homeschool community, you realize how tight knit the homeschool community is. And so I thank goodness for organizations like the homeschool legal defense association, which Uh is a team of attorneys that sit and study homeschool law and help individual families with cases. I Um, love that. I love that. them. Thank you for mentioning that. Absolutely. Shout out to you guys. Um, The membership is very nominal for the year and a lot of homeschool families, because they know they have that protection. Even mm-hmm. even the jurisdiction I was just praising how well they did with, you know, um, adjusting to this distance and remote learning. Um, the the other side, too, is the, is the homeschool office within the district had asked for some additional information around portfolio <laughs> time, which now in the big scheme of things, it really wasn't a big deal. They wanted us mm-hmm. to write down all of the books and curriculum books that we used. And then they wanted to write down what they wanted us to write down what concepts they learned. Well, okay. may not seem a, like it's a, you know, a big thing to the average person, but that's not a requirement according to the code of Maryland regulations. So there were mm-hmm. some people who said, no, I'm not filling that out mm-hmm. because I don't need you all up in all of my concepts because homeschool is treated very differently. We just have to show what Comar states is regular, thorough instruction in the eight content areas, subject areas that the law says you should. Uh-huh. And so you provide examples, you show that it's consistent. And, and another pushback with them was they were asking for like seven pieces per month or something like that per subject. Again, the County, the district cannot implement their own laws they can't interpret the law the way they want to that is not oh, what can you repeat that uh, just, you know <laughs> that is not what that is not what regulations say so people have turned to the homeschool legal defense association for assistance they've written letters they have um um what is the word when you go to trial represented people in court cases mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so so because we have organizations like that I'm not worried about these crazy people writing these articles. I'm really not. Love it. I'm really yeah, not, so. I love that. Well, ladies, any any closing thoughts here and, and, and some support maybe we can offer um, our families out here in these distance learning streets? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, go for it. I think for me that like as a parent, you just don't have to be perfect. I think is everything else that you've like kind of tried and kind of bumped and failed and tried again, I treat this the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that there isn't anyone out there um, beating themselves up because they aren't able to be this like top notch 
um, educated for their child mm -hmm. because in the times and seasons that we're living in, you know, the best thing you could provide for your child is stability mm -hmm. in mind and in heart and maintaining your own level of mental and emotional health and obviously mm -hmm. physical health. And so for me, don't let this be a space and an area that kind of takes you off of your base so far mm -hmm. that other components outside of just educating your child begin to be impacted negatively because you're getting so stressed out trying to reel this in. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Um, and again, I, I think I said this quote on another podcast, a friend of mine posted on Facebook. She said, we are not working from home. We are at home trying to work during a crisis and there's a difference. So be gracious to yourself. So it's the same thing. These parents or caregivers are trying to provide education for children um, at home during a crisis. It's, it's a completely different scenario. It's not scheduled, regular. I've chosen to do this homeschool. This is, a, I don't have any other option. I have to do this. I wasn't prepared for it. My child has special needs or I've got six kids, whatever the case may be. So definitely, um, you know, be gracious to yourself. Um, if you have support out there, reach out for support. Um, definitely. Um, I, I was an educator. Y'all can hit me up on those social media platforms. I can't promise you I can help a core. What's it? Core math? What is it? Common core. <laughs> Common core. I can't help with that. But anything else I can try my best to help with. Um, but another thing, too, I want to encourage parents that, you know, I'm really hopeful that after all of this, um, you know, is over and the kids are back into the regular school setting, um, that parents are, that parents' eyes have opened up from this. Absolutely. And that, that parents decide to become more involved in their children's education. And I will speak from personal experience and say that not every teacher is for every child. And that is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. There are teachers who are out that are out to get children. You know, I will say that. However, not every teacher and not every educator is like that. There are a lot of teachers out there who care yeah. um, and need the support of the parents. And so if your child is doing backflips at the kitchen table, they're not eating their grits, they're not completing their homework, they're talking back, they're slapping their brothers and sisters on the back of the head, there's a 100% chance that they're doing the same thing in the schools. So keep that in mind. And the teachers are having to, um, you know, really educate and help parent and discipline your children on an eight hour basis every single day. Hmm. So be there to support, get involved. Um, you know, children who have parental involvement, you know, they tend to be a lot more successful in school. So um, I just want to encourage you that if you are already involved, kudos to you. If you're not, it's all good. See what you can do this next go round to become more involved with your children's education. Absolutely. Great advice, lady. And I, I think what I would share is that <clears throat> I think during this time, I think kids are not going to remember if you can help them with PEMDAS or the quadratic equations. PEMDAS. PEMDAS. I'm sorry, please excuse my dear answer. Oh, oh, got it, got They're it. They're not going to remember <laughs> those things, but you know what they are going to see? They're going to see how you manage stress. They're going to yes. see how you handle a crisis. They're going to see how you're able to navigate through quarantine and canceled events and canceled birthday parties. They're going to remember mm -hmm. the home cooked meals that they had that they didn't used to have. They're going to remember right. since we can't go outside, they're going to remember all the board games that you've been playing that people have given you for Christmas. 
Christmas and just sit on a dusty shelf. Wait a minute. They're going to remember those things. So parents, you know, you be patient. You were not, you know, unless you were uh, in school for this, you weren't trained to be a teacher. You weren't trained to be a special education teacher. You weren't trained to be the art, music, math, social study. You weren't trained to be any of it. So you do Mm -hmm. the best that you can and you get done what you can. If you got to give them applesauce and water for breakfast, you give them applesauce and water. Other right. days it may be bacon, eggs, grits, and toast. Right. But if you need to do Monday through Friday, you give what you can and That's you right. just know that you've done your best. So you guys hang in there. We're going to hang in there and we're going to get through this. Hopefully, you know, Corona will be making a turn some here soon and we'll start to yes, see some things Lord. opening up. Um, but, you know, these are real issues. We are real mm-hmm. women and we will discuss real issues all day long. So until right. our next time, you guys stay safe. And, and Shanita, um, really quickly, sorry. I know you're getting ready to do our closing. I was, I was like, and I'm <laughs> sorry about that. I know we're about to benedict, but just a quick shout out um to my friend Nikki Rungi, who is a music therapist here on the Lower Eastern Shore. Um, she does music therapy um down here in the school systems. If you guys are home and you're doing, you know, remote distance learning, if you log on to the Somerset County Public School website or the Wicomico County Public School website, you can access her music therapy sessions. She does 30-minute sessions. I believe it's once a week. I'm not sure. But it's just another thing that you guys can can do to help um, occupy your kids. There's a little bit of therapy mixed in there. So anybody can log on and look at it. So just wanted to put that plug out there. Okay, great. Thank you so much. All right, so we're going to take two with... All right. And until we meet again (laughs) next week, um, thank you guys for tuning in and you guys stay safe. Peace. Bye. Peace out, y'all.